0: What's up, podcast listeners? It is your host, Withalma Tushevsky, and this is another edition of the Car Vlog podcast video, audio, you know, streaming the masses online and shit like that. Um, I'm super pumped because last night I celebrated four years of this podcast since I first started it and it seems literally like it was just yesterday where you know I was at a conference downtown Vancouver and there's some dude talking about how podcasting is going to be the next big thing and I always told myself I always wanted to start a podcast but I always felt that no one ever would want to listen to me. So uh, when I decided to make it, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna interview people, make it easier on myself. I did that and then I realized when I started doing solo episodes, people cared what I had to say. So that is the reason why I've been doing a lot of solo episodes and one or two interviews because I just got to a point where a lot of the same people, well, A lot of the people had the same message and it wasn't anything authentic or new. And I just wanted this show to be about my personal experience, thoughts, and shit like that. And so far it's working well. So I want to thank each and every one of you that has been listening to my show since day one, especially. And all the new people and the people that, you know, trickled in halfway through. So thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting me. That being said... Brand new Cut the Shit Get Fit t shirts are now available. Um, we got short sleeves. We got muscle tanks for dudes. We've got tank tops for women. We also have them in so many different colors. We also got them in black finally because so many people have been asking me for, you know, black um, Cut the Shit Get the Fit t shirts. So hit the show notes. It's in there. Um, so what I want to talk about today, and actually before that, um, I got to do some shout outs because out of nowhere, when I checked my stats the last 24 hours, I've had over 900 something listens in the city of, man, I'm going to butcher it, Riyadh, Riyadh, and Saudi Arabia. So shout out to everyone in Saudi Arabia listening to my show. I am super, super humbled that people so far away where I live listen to me ramble about fitness and health and random shit. So thank you. God, seriously, it's such a blessing to know that there is people outside of where I live that care about fitness and health and also care about what I have to say. Like, that is surreal to me. So thank you. Um, Today's topic that I've been procrastinating about is the joint-by-joint um, theory. So, um, last couple episodes I was talking about the knee, the ankle, the hips, all that kind of stuff, uh, the feet. And I, wanna, I brought up a couple times that, you know, the joint by joint approach. So it was first um, kind of put together by Gray Cook and Michael Boyle. And their whole theory is that, you know, some joints are meant to be stable joints and some joints are supposed to be mobile joints so an example of that is our neck is supposed to be stable and our thoracic spine is supposed to be mobile and when these joints that should be either mobile or stable don't do their job usually the joint above or below has to take up for the work that is not being done by the specific joint, and then lo and behold, people have pain, faulty movement patterns, you know, bad movement behaviors, and shit hits the fan. Now, when you use this concept in training, it makes real sense. So, another good example is like your knee should be a mobile joint, I sorry, a stable joint. But there are some cases where you do need some mobility in your knee, not just a shit ton. So a good example is like our hips are supposed to be a mobile joint. If you look at the biomechanics of how our hip joint is designed, it makes sense that it should move in so many different directions and you know create not only flexion but extension and abduction and adduction and circumduction and so many different movement planes in all different aspects, right, like that makes sense. Whereas your lumbar spine should not be a mobile joint. And if you go with that logic, and you look at the biomechanics of how the lumbar spine actually moves, it's, it's not a lot. Usually stable stable joints can move, but they're not such you know mobile joints that they can go all over the place, say like your Um, your hips. So if you go with this logic when you train you should probably pick exercises where they keep certain joints stable and keep certain ones mobile. So if we had to go from like top to bottom of mobile to stable joints by the joint by joint approach it would look like this. So your neck should be a stable joint, your thoracic spine should be a mobile joint. Your shoulder, so glenohumeral joint in particular, so basically like the ball and socket joint of your shoulder should be a mobile joint. Your scapulas should be a stable joint. Your lumbar spine should be a stable joint. Your hip girdle, so your hips, should be mobile joints. Your knee joints should be uh, stable joints, your ankles should be mobile joints, and your feet should be stable joints. So we literally went from top to bottom, and and they actually um, I forgot too, elbows, stable, wrists, mobile. So top to bottom, every single joint that I said there specifically. Now if you use that thought process then training becomes very easy for you to make it very individual, um, more of like an individual approach for your um, health and fitness goals. So if you are a type of person that just likes to go to the gym and does whatever, and you're, fuck, I don't know, doing exercises for your abs that defies the rule of keeping your lumbar spine stable, then you're probably not going to get to your goals as quickly as you would want to. And when you look at programming, all the best coaches in the world will utilize this um, approach because it makes sense. Like a lot of the stuff in our world usually makes perfect sense. Like it's just like, oh fuck, like why didn't I think about that? And life goes on. So in training, like, if you asked anyone, like, how do you get strong? You work out, like, you're like, oh shit, yeah. Like, you lift shit up and you put it down. Your body has a response to it. You get stronger for the next time. You wanna pick that shit up and put it back down. Now you're more efficient. So as time went on, people, you know, study, the physical aspects of training and they realize that some joints are stable, some joints are mobile. And now Gray Cook and Michael Boyle put it into an actual blueprint of a theory and it seems to work. And who knows, maybe in 10 years from now, everyone's gonna be like, you know, you know what? The knee joint actually needs to be super mobile and stable at the same time, which by the way, I kind of agree with. <laughs> but for the most part, if you just focus on the joint by joint theory in your programming and training, like good things tend to happen. You don't see people trying to crank on their necks daily to get a more mobile neck. Like No one ever said, like I want a more flexible neck. It's most of the time is that they want a pain-free neck and stretching and cranking the shit out of it is not gonna help. So, <laughs> that being said, you want to look at your exercise selection that you have right now in the gym are the exercises chosen following those rules and if you don't know you know do like an audit and fuck I don't know like send it to me and I'll tell you but really easily if you are say doing lunges on a fucking BOSU ball and you think hey I am working foot stability because my feet are supposed to be stable. Sure, you're on the right path, but there's a chain reaction that's happening. So not only are you trying to, you know, get your, um, you know, foot stable, you're also teaching your knee how to stabilize, but also now you're telling your hip to stabilize when it should be working on some sort of mobility, right? And then if you look at the research of BOSU ball training, it's not the greatest thing in the world. And if you really think about it, when was the last time the earth underneath you rattled while you tried to do an exercise other than you trying to work out during an earthquake? It doesn't happen. So fucking burn those BOSU balls. Um, So when you think about this concept, it makes sense. Number one, two, when you look at the biomechanics of each joint, it, you know, you know, make sense to this theory and if you're still doing like some exercises that you know you just copied from somebody else in the gym because you stood by them and you're like fuck that looks like a cool bench press variation that i've never seen before with bands and chains i should be doing that when really you have no idea the context behind it then you should probably not do it but this is literally the way i will create programs for people to ensure that one they stay pain free and the big thing too is that a lot of times when people are training they have a goal of weight loss muscle gain toning whatever the fuck you want to call it and in order to reach that it makes sense that you would want to have as many days in the gym as possible If you injure yourself, you have less days, you have less days burning calories, you have less days making a hormonal response from exercise, so then you don't get to your goal as quick as possible. If you stay healthy, and you don't have joint pain or an injury, you get to your goal faster. So why wouldn't you wanna use everything in your arsenal to make sure you get there? The joint by joint approach is one of those things that you can use to ensure you don't fuck your lower back up, you don't get tennis elbow, you don't get a wrist strain, you don't get a kinked neck to still train all year round. Like, I don't remember the last time I got injured from training. It's been a long time. I don't remember the last time I had a client get injured because of training. They've got injured from other things like hauling their boat out of the water because it's summer right now and they pulled their back. Yes, that's understandable, but in the gym that's never happened. And my clients have been the most consistent ever. Like. I always tell people like I have a handful of clients have been with me for eight plus years and their time is like Monday at 6 p.m. and they've never missed a day right so that being said search up the joint by joint approach online to get a little bit more context of how to use it and you know see the thought process behind it and I guarantee you're going to be like oh shit light bulb just went up that makes sense I'm going to start utilizing this theory to my training. Um, I'm going to leave it there. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the amazing four years. And here's to the next four years of my podcast. You guys are freaking awesome. Hit the show notes. That sounded weird. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook, Instagram, because I post a lot of video And photo stuff, and give me a five star. Can't talk today. Five star review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, whatever you listen to your podcasts on Spotify. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. Until next time.